Today on the Rochester Rundown, we'll take a look at the state of the local restaurant industry, which will be allowed to return in outdoor spaces only starting June 1st. The new guidelines were intended to give restaurants some relief, but it's caused quite the opposite feeling for some. A vast number of Rochester's restaurant owners say they can't go on like this for much longer, and the new guidelines call to use spaces that they simply don't have. So in the meantime, what's a restaurant to do if they don't have that ample outdoor space? What can the city and other local organizations do to assist them? And will those efforts be enough to save our favorite places to get a bite to eat? We'll dive into those questions with local restaurant owners and other local players in the industry, plus bring you the standout stories from our reporting in the past week. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, May 22nd, 2020, and let's get to the news. It's a familiar sound that Minnesotans have come to know very well since March. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz announcing sweeping changes to various facets of life across the state. This past week, his attention turned to an industry that generates an estimated $10 billion in sales annually. Restaurants and bars, I just want to speak to all those folks. They're integral, not just to our economy. And we know now how many jobs they create. They're integral to the part of us that makes uh, living in Minnesota so great. On Wednesday, the governor revealed that Minnesota's roughly 10,000 restaurants will be allowed to reopen starting June 1st, albeit with many restrictions. 50% maximum customer capacity, reservations only, and the kicker, seating must be entirely outdoors. That surprised local restaurant owners, especially ones without adequate outdoor space or a large parking lot to spill into. Uh, so that was kind of a shock yesterday to hear um, outdoor dining only. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for restaurants who don't have outdoor dining, obviously this puts a wrench <laughs> into play. That was Jennifer Becker, co-owner of Blue Duck Kitchen. They won't be able to reopen for dine-in right away per the outdoor-only rule. Becker says the governor's guidelines took her and the Blue Duck team by surprise, so much so that they already had a plan in place for opening indoors. This is a constant battle um, going back and forth of what should we do first, what should we not do, what do we, you know. Yeah. Um, And it's fun, and this is kind of, I mean, if you can look at the silver lining of all this, um, this is where ideas flow, Mm -hmm. and... When people are under pressure, you know, more sound ideas come out to play, I feel like. Just a block north of the Blue Duck, Ryan Balow, co-owner of Thai Pop, finds himself landlocked as well. His operation is located within Grand Rounds Brewing Company, normally set up in an underground dining area known as Marrow. Because outdoor seating isn't included in their lease, Balow says they will stick to takeout, which he says has gone extremely well for his business. Though he says it's forced him to completely change his playbook. You know, takeout is so much different than having food fresh, freshly made and and served to your table within a, a certain period of time. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about something that should be served fresh um, and then continuing on with that original menu, there's some tweaks and adjustments that we've been doing and have been having to spend more time and, and thinking through that process. The problem of outdoor space is common among Rochester's downtown food purveyors in an urban setting where outdoor patios are sparse and private restaurant parking lots are almost non-existent. Steve Grove, the commissioner of Minnesota's Department of Economic Development, addressed this problem in Wednesday's press conference with the governor. 
He called upon city officials and local governments to work with restaurants in this situation to find ways to succeed any way they can. We are eager to see municipalities get a little creative here and get a little innovative with restaurants to find ways to make makeshift outdoor space work. On the local level, businesses affected by the new guidelines have been generating ideas en masse, as requested by the Rochester Downtown Alliance right after the governor's press conference finished. Holly Masick is the executive director of the RDA, and she says the landlocked restaurant quandary has been at the front of many business owners' minds. While her organization looks into longer-term solutions and possible public options, she says for the time being, quick solutions may come from close collaboration. We need to hear those ideas really quickly because there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all solution. I'd yeah. say this is a great time to get to know your neighbors because mm-hmm. if you're going to be taking up a bit more space, or maybe you even want to extend a little into their space in front of their business, it's great to have those conversations right away and up front and say, hey, look, this is what we're trying to do. Can you get on board with it? While ideas continue to pour into MASIC and the RDA, even more are circulating on social media. One local idea gaining traction comes from Abe Sauer, the proprietor behind Old Abe Coffee Company. His vegan restaurant and coffee house has a small outdoor patio, meaning he'll be able to resume some extremely limited dine-in service. The beauty of his business, he says, is in the lack of space inside. That means people normally spread out to nearby parks and benches in the summer. It was social distancing before it was intentional. Because we don't have um, a lot of seats at all. So if you went to, you know, if I had to put everything in this place six feet apart, I would have four tables. (laughs) (laughs) We're just a small place built to engage with the outdoors and the seasons. Part of his business model hinges on customers utilizing Cook Park, one of many Rochester parks with large open green spaces, as a space to sit down and eat. Sauer's idea hinges on allowing other restaurants to get mobile and utilize similar open spaces in that fashion throughout the city. The gist is to bring licensed restaurants to public parks where residents could buy catered meals and stay to eat at a picnic table or just drop a blanket down. Restaurants would change by the day in certain parks. He says it's a way to keep people socially distant while giving those landlocked restaurants some much-needed exposure. Plus, it brings back a little bit of one of life's simple pleasures, going out to eat. You know, this would be a chance for people to try something super unique. The restaurants themselves would have the opportunity. They wouldn't have to do it. And the thing is, if they did do it, and it didn't work for them, they wouldn't have to continue to do it. Sauer's plan garnered support from some city council members, so you may be hearing more about it in the next few days. The first concrete breakthrough in public outdoor seating, though, came late Thursday evening from experienced Rochester director Joe Ward. He says the Mayo Civic Center patio will turn into a de facto public restaurant, serving as outdoor space for restaurants without any on their property. While Ward says the patio could accommodate some lunch options in the future, the dinner slot is reserved for the week of June 1st and onward, by none other than Blue Duck Kitchen. It's the beginning of what the restaurant community hopes is a successful path forward, and possibly even some new traditions. I think it's just a neat thing, because we can really try and see if this type of thing works, and you know, you never know, maybe in the future it's something that we can have guest restaurants out there different times, and you know, be part of, you know, make sure the restaurants know that we're still part of the community, so I think that. Now, a look at the top stories from the week that was. Two Mayo Clinic surgeons who have quickly become famous for their musical talents will perform on national television this Sunday in a tribute to American healthcare workers. 
Doctors Elvis Francois and William Robinson are scheduled to be a part of NBC's Indy 500 special, Back Home Again, airing at 1 p.m. Sunday afternoon. The doctors plan to use their performance to raise awareness for The Fight is in Us, a campaign to encourage survivors of COVID-19 to donate potentially life-saving plasma for research into new treatments for the disease. On Wednesday, Rochester Parks and Recreation announced plans to keep public swimming facilities closed for the season, meaning Foster Air and Beach, Silver Lake Pool, and Soldiers Field Pool will not welcome any guests through 2020. Park officials cited the level of public congregation that takes place at aquatic facilities, as well as the costs associated with staffing the pools. Parks and Rec did give the green light for residents to use playgrounds and the Silver Lake Skate Park. The Government Center moved into its first phase of reopening on Wednesday, meaning some licensed services will resume at the facility for the first time in over two months. Initially, only services that must be handled face-to-face will be allowed, such as renewing a driver's license or ID card or receiving a marriage license. Visitors will also be asked to schedule arrival times and floors will be marked to ensure social distancing guidelines are followed. All other county buildings and city offices will remain closed for the time being, with one major exception. Candidates for public office can bring their filings to 104 City Hall. And speaking of candidates for local office... Four candidates have thrown their hat in the ring for various Rochester City Council positions as the filing period opened on Tuesday. We mentioned Mark Bransford's impending run for the Ward 2 seat currently held by Michael Wojcik last week. Kelly Ray Kirkpatrick filed for the Ward 4 seat, which will be vacated by Mark Bilderback's retirement. Todd Pasarski filed in Ward 6, where Annalisa Johnson announced Friday she will not seek re-election. And former Quarry Hill Nature Center director Gregory Munson will run for the at-large council president seat, currently occupied by Randy Staver. While the current council president has said he would seek one more four-year term, Staver told us he was still, quote, taking his time, deciding whether or not to run in 2020. That is where we'll leave you on the rundown this week. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard, the best way to support MedCityBeat is to become a member. We are excited to roll out some new features and surprises for members in the coming weeks. But for now, know you're helping sustain quality local journalism by heading to medcitybeat.com membership and signing up. I'm Isaac James for MedCityBeat. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe, take care of each other, and I'll talk to you next Friday.